Hear ye, hear ye, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things geek culture. We cover movies, TV shows, Disney Plus series shows, and everything else in between. I am your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll, and of course today I am joined by my very good friends and fans also. First up, Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy. And, of course, the one and only Anthony Amato. We like to call him Shimato. And returning for his second straight week, mostly because we feel bad about the two times we canceled on him, is our good buddy Zach Markham, I'm told, is also known in some parts of this world as Apple Zacks. How's it going, guys? (laughs) Yes, we're back again. The the, the voice coming through, man. Gotta love it. You got got a good voice, bro. Thank you, man. You know, I've been told that. I've been told that. I mean it. Yeah, just by his wife. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I mean it. Sounds good. How yeah. The, how the rest of you fools doing? You know, we're great here. Uh, Mandalorian time. That's the time it is. Mm, are you? Mm-hmm. How excited are you right now? Uh, on a scale from six to midnight, definitely rolling at midnight. <laughs> yeah. Good deal. Good deal. Shimato, you excited? Time to go. This time is to the go. way. This is the way. All right. Well, you guys aren't playing around, so we're just going to jump right in, I guess. Um, Yes, if you are listening, you have clicked this title. It is obvious to you that we are doing a review of The Mandalorian Chapter 11, which comes in Season 2. Chapter 11 is called, titled, The Heiress. And it's a a great, great chapter of this amazing tale. Before we review, it was a little hot there. Before we get into this review, I just want to remind everybody that we will be talking about spoilers. What? What a surprise. Spoiler alert. That's right. So if you do not want to hear spoilers, we recommend you pause this and come back and listen to this episode after watching Chapter 11, The Heiress. So... Also, do want to tell all of our listeners to please follow us on Twitter at Royal Geek Pod and subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening. If you're on Apple, we would really appreciate one of those nice five-star reviews. And if you have any kind words to say, I'll buy you a beer sometime. All right. That being said, let's do this. Let's get into the review of Chapter 11. Boys, before we get into somewhat of a, dare I say, chronological review, um, just some overall thoughts of of this episode and and how you're feeling coming off it. Okay, starting off, we already said spoilers, right? So spoilers, let's go. Bo, baby, let's go, Bo Katan. Let's. Yep. <laughs> I cannot believe we got some live action. Bo. Yes, live action yes. Bo. Uh, I didn't know I needed that. Do her friends know her as Bo? Is that a pro- is that proper? Usually full name. That's it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it feels weird to say. It, it. is by itself. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely I, that, I like so. I like it. Let's do it. But uh, I mean, hey, 2020 has been such a terrible year, but it's the year we got Bo-Katan in live action. So, so it's not so everything's it. better yeah. now. Everything's better now. Yeah, it's so, like 2020 never happened. It's the, well, the year's almost over. So it's true. Let's go. Let's. Go. <laughs> but right. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely uh, it was a great episode with some you know phenomenal um, introductions and stuff like that. And as we were talking in our last. Uh, a pod about the last episode being a filler episode. This was definitely an episode that made up for it. You know, oh, for it sure. definitely moved things along quite a bit. If you were listening last week and you said, "Man, T roll is such a downer," yeah, well, you were right. Well, I mean, you were shouting about you didn't get your uh, boat action yeah. uh, on the sea. Guess what we got in the yeah. next episode? <laughs> about three minutes of it. It was yeah. good. It was Some great, boots. actually. <laughs> Apple Zacks? Yeah, th- this this was not your average filler episode. This was not a filler episode at all. Uh, I'm really curious to see uh, what the tone is going to be for the rest of the the series for season two. Uh, are they going to go to Mandalore? Or are they not? Uh, what's going to happen? 
Yeah, there's a lot there. A lot of information. Yeah, there's a lot, <laughs> lot of information yes. dropped right now. So here's what I'm sure. here's what I'm going to say. Um, I'm going to do my best to keep the three of you on track as we're going to somewhat systematically and chronologically go through what happened in this episode, and then at the end, I'm going to just basically let you guys speculate. So I'm going to do my best to rein y'all in. Yeah. Go but, for it, man. Let's we'll, do it. We'll see how it goes. So let's let's start here. We we pick up literally right from where chapter ten leaves off, leaves us with uh, the Mandalorian. And Baby Yoda and the Frog Lady, mm-hmm. like crawling through space <laughs> in the Razor Crest that has been, just been through hell, you know. Um, so first thoughts here: Did you guys see Baby Yoda wake up and it was just adorable? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. rubbing his eyes like <laughs> rubbing his oh, eyes. yeah, the best. <laughs> I, w- I would literally watch this uh, episode with my wife, and you could just hear the all. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and then, so as as they're crawling through space, they are starting to come up on Trask, and they're woken up by the alarms, and basically a bunch of, like, space aerodynamic stuff that I don't understand. It's just not looking good. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> Especially when the when they're they're breaking the atmosphere, and they get the radio call, and they raise a crest, uh, slow down, uh, <laughs> and yeah. they're dealing with chaos in the ship, and then they're just calmly, hey, uh, you guys need to reduce your speed a little bit, and... Yeah. You just see pure like chaos, so, like sparks flying and just like wildness. Razor Crest, hold on to this. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, it was awesome, man. I love that part. Yeah, it was it was good. So as they're as they're just cr- like coming down hard, you can just see one of these. Uh, I guess it was somebody know the actual species name of the the fishmen. I mean, Akbar. Calamari. Yeah, Calamari. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, pretty sure he says that later in the episode too. Which yeah, in reference to. I get him <laughs> okay. getting screwed over. We'll yes. get there. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. See, this is why we're here. Because when he said that, I was, I didn't know if that was like another dank ferric thing where it's like a like a cuss word. <laughs> yeah. Which he says right here. Yes, um, he does. As they're coming down, or if it was just some sort of like random, you know, slur towards people who come from the ocean, because calamari is, of course, yeah. a type of squid. Yeah. Mm. And then, yeah. So, um, anyways, as they're coming down, I guess Ma, our buddy Mon calamari right there just looking up at it and this is to me like just really good humor Dude, hands on his hips like. yeah just like looking like well, look at this idiot yeah. Yeah. Well, he's looking like it's happened before like he's <laughs> just shaking his head yeah. like, <laughs> just another <laughs> another fly guy who doesn't know what he's doing he's like, like son of a gun well, yeah. probably i mean probably is it's probably just as similar as if you were to if you were a mechanic mm-hmm. nowadays you know and you saw somebody coming in with a car and it's just sputtering and it's like I, you're like you're not even sure if this thing's gonna make it all the way to the shop. And you're just kind of looking at it, and you're just like, I, I don't know what's going on right now with that thing, but you know, just waiting for it to fall out of the sky so that you can take care of it. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, literally, that's probably what it's like. That probably happens quite a bit, especially if that's a relatively good size, you know, like port. Yeah, yeah. I, I did not see this little moment coming. Like, I, I thought he really was landing it, and I was like, oh, oh man, yeah. he freaking did it. And then oh. just really good humor as it just, like, yes. tumbles into the water. Yes. <laughs> Dude, the, the way they work their humor into these episodes, man, like, it's it's subtle. It's very subtle. Like, you, it catches you off guard, and you're, like, you're reminded, hey, this is a, a good time. We're having yeah. a good time here. Yes. At times, it yeah. feels somewhat like the Marvel humor. with it. Yes. Not, yes. not necessarily with the, the characters and the, and the way that they would do it in a lot of the Marvel movies, but you could just tell John Favreau's just yeah. doing his yeah, thing. Yeah, he's got his hands in yeah, it's yeah. deeply in this. It's almost like they're owned by the same company or something. <laughs> yeah, it feels like they are. No way. Yeah. <laughs> a monopoly, I call Dank it. Dank Farrick. <laughs> so, my first thought was, dude, is this the end of the Razor Quest? Or excuse me, oh, Crest, finally? Was, yeah. yeah. I just, thought it. 
I did. And I mean, it might be just, I think it's just delaying the inevitable. Yep. Yeah. But yep. the Millennium Falcon also lasted forever. So yeah, that's it, true. It and it, it did, did look in similar conditions at points. That for pe- sure. Piece of junk, yeah. as uh, Ray called it, I think, maybe. That's right. So, anyways, uh, after they land, um, he a- he asked the dude, the, f- the Calamari guy, to f- fix the ship. And then we see the frog lady get off, and she's, you know, this. have you guys ever felt like this at a train station or, like, at an airport? You're just, like, like back before we had cell phones, of course, right? Yeah. Where you're just, like, looking for your ride. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, hoping a sign is being held with your name on it, but you're never, <laughs> yeah. never seeing it ever. <laughs> yes. So she finally finds her husband. Yeah, which she calls out. She's, like. Frog language, whatever the heck that is. Ribbit. Yeah. yeah. And uh, hoping that she gets a response. Yeah. Dude. And yeah, she's greeted by her husband down the way. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was wondering, like, man. Yeah, for a second there, you were kind of like, don't tell me this is all a waste. This is all a waste. Yeah. Um, and then it was good for the Mandalorian. It's good, good for our boy here because he was trying to find a connection to more of his people. And uh, this frog man tells him to go to the inn. They go to the nice little hotel restaurant down there. Um, what'd you guys think of that chowder that Baby Yoda had, huh? <laughs> uh, another face hugger scene. You oh know? man, yes. they love the face huggers, man. Yes. Stop! So, don't play with your food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was that was that was another great moment of like comedy because it was like that situation where like something happens to you and then your parents blame you yeah, for it, even though you it. had nothing to do with it. And you're like, and he looks up like bad what? stuff happened to me. That's not on me, <laughs> dude. How about that? The way they dispense the soup or the chowder? Oh too? yeah, the yeah. little tube at the top where they just <laughs> pull it on down like a yeah, yeah. refill station. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So yeah. Um, anyway, so as he's talking to, I guess, the, the waiter there, he's uh, um, basically says he's looking for more Mandalorian. And the, the waiter actually says there are more uh, – I, I don't think he said Mandalorian or even your kind, but he said there are those who wear Beskar who have come through here before. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if you guys were getting any heebie-jeebies from him or the next little uh, Hydra-looking dude. Yeah. <laughs> Squid Man. Um, Cthulhu. <laughs> what, what were those? They were all brothers. Well, his the the one Corin? character it was yeah, Corin, Corin, Corin. I think is what it was. Q U R E. Not sure about that one. Uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, uh, we'll get uh, six out of ten. Six out of ten sounds good. Okay. All right. So he basically is gets uh, meets one of these squid guys, and I'm, I'm doing a bad job of this, guys. Y'all need to help me. No, I mean, hey, it's it, the episode just dropped earlier today. Yeah, that's true. Yep. So we didn't have time to fact check. We didn't have time to go through our extensive in, uh, Star Wars encyclopedia. We didn't pull up Wikipedia. We did not do that. So, <laughs> Did you say uh, Wikipedia? <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> but, it, but yeah, uh, I will agree, like, the, the, the lines that it took, like, the multiple people that he had to work through, was definitely making it feel a little like, like what's going on. Like, yeah. yeah, he got you know, passed like, around. Yeah, little, like right? the person of the person, the person, you know, the friend of the friend of the friend. Yeah. You yeah. know, that that kind of person situation. So it was You're definitely like my, like, my brother's was, cousin's uncle's yeah. roommate knows this information. Like, yes. Went down what a rabbit that, hole. What there. does that make us? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. It felt, exactly. Yeah, it felt like he's like in a, in like a, a movie where he's like trying to. Uh, crack some story like he's some journalist and he just has to keep talking all these missing links oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what oh, it yeah. felt like as he's chasing this down but anyways one of these uh 
Corin Squidman from like uh, Alabama comes up and talks because <laughs> he had like a really thick country I accent. I don't think it was Alabama. It was more like Texan than anything. You felt Texan? Yeah, yeah. Texan. Okay. Like some Western, you know. Some Western, which would be fit. I mean, makes sense in the world that in the Mandalorian show because there's there's so many Western themes. Yeah, but yeah the undertone there is Western for yeah, sure. So yeah, so he, he offers to help him, but he says, but it'll cost you, you know. And again, I just, I had a feeling it wasn't going to go well. It didn't seem... It didn't seem like this guy had any good motives. Not at all. Not at all. And so we are three episodes in, and two of them, one of the, I guess, villains in the episode is just simply there to try to steal Beskar. So the more I'm watching this, the more I'm like, so this Beskar that he's just walking around with is apparently remarkably valuable, so much so that people are trying to kill him everywhere he goes to get it. So that says a lot about just... He's just a bad A who's willing to still yeah. wear it. Dangerous know? target, for sure. Yeah. His, re- his reputation precedes him, I guess. Yeah. Like he's willing to walk around aimlessly like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also one of those give or take things. It's like the best guard, not, not only do, it puts a target on your back, but it is also the shield from like yeah. for when stuff happens. You Which, know, because it's such good armor like that it's almost, rep- it, it's almost <laughs> worth it. Which you we'll know? talk about later, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, for real. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. Um, so, anyways, it's boys. I'm happy to say that we're only in episode three, and I can finally tell you guys, it's boat time. <laughs> <laughs> you got your boat. We action, got bro. we got the boat, man. <laughs> the boat in Star Wars is here, and um, they're just kind of standing on the the main deck, and uh, he catches a bunch of fish, and he says, "What? What's the name of the monster inside the little pit? Did you guys catch it? I uh, no, did not. Some sort of freaky little kraken, almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was feeling something like that. Yeah. A bunch of teeth. Yeah. I feel like you're just setting us up for failure every time you ask us. Mm-hmm. What was that again? Yeah. What was yeah. that again? I'm expecting you guys to know something, but apparently not. Yeah, but literally we sit around all day twiddling our thumbs. <laughs> so, but but yeah, I mean, it's a cool scene. He's like, "Hey, have you ever seen it uh, uh, be fed before or eat? Right. It'll and be then, good for the kid to yeah, see. Yeah, come jump, let the kid come check it out. Let the kid seems so it innocent. Out. Like if a kid was on yeah. a boat, he'd be one to see the same. You know, oh like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But anyways. It don't go that uh, takes a innocent. quick it's, turn. It's man. not it's that a, innocent. I was kind of shook when this happened. Yeah, it's not that, dude. Because he so luckily the canister Baby Yoda's in completely closes, but dude, right away just it yeah. eats it. Dude, he Cobble. kicks that thing in there, dude, and it just swallows him whole. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what the heck just happened, man? And, yeah. and Mando didn't. He didn't hesitate one bit. Like he, he jumps right in. But then I, yes. I questioned, can he swim? Because it looked like he could not swim. Yeah, he's saying he had to use his jetpack. Like if you look at the scene, like he had to use his jetpack to go back up to the to catch air. Yep. Yeah. Wow. I, I mean, I feel like he dropped the ball as being like the protective father because it looks like he literally did nothing to get the baby, uh, the the child out. So, oh, do you Pretty got me? Much. You got me talking, baby Yoda now. But hmm. anyway, yeah, it looks like he did nothing at yep. all. So this is the second time in the in the season that we've seen the the Mandalorian in trouble where there is no way out of this situation. He's literally locked in a cage, they're poking at him, keeping him under there, and he has to get saved. Again. Again. Yep. Is his reputation going down now? Or is he just really lucky? I mean, it's He's definitely, definitely really lucky. It's definitely a coincidence it's for definitely sure. Definitely better to be lucky than good sometimes. So who was the person on the the deck that was observing the Mandalorian when he first arrived in Trask. She was in, she was in like black drapes. Was that was that one of the Mandalorian? Was that the one that not the other woman Mandalorian? Yeah, the one that's played by WWE Sasha Banks. That one. It, it sh- that was her. Okay, that was her. I'm, that, that, yeah, that was her. Okay, so she's the, she's the other Mandalorian too. Yep. Yes. Okay. 
All right. So that's how they knew that he was there because she was scouting him out yep. right when he arrived. All right. So, because I, I was wondering, like, man, that seems really convenient. I mean, maybe they knew there's only one boat in the whole, you know, universe, in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> and so they just conveniently went to that one boat. But, um, dude, they show up, and my gosh, man, this was this was amazing. So yes. tell me what you guys were thinking, because obviously with the uniforms they were wearing, or uniforms, with the, the particular armor they were wearing, you guys were probably geeking out. Yeah, instantaneously. Yep. Yeah, yes. Uh, you know, seeing... Bo-Katan land and just start beating up people and I was like oh this is awesome you know I like because you could just tell like she has a very distinctive helmet in uh in Mandalorian armor like a lot a lot some of them are kind of like plain and things like that the ones that we've seen but hers is very distinctive like you know immediately when you see hers that you're like yep that's uh that's Bo-Katan right there yeah there was no doubt about it I was geeking out big time Yep, yep. Um, I mean, she wasn't no frog lady, I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> definitely Bo-Katan. Um, you know, and I, I I got a Assassin's Creed vibe, you know, from that scene, too, when, you know, she had the knife wrist. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the, and the only other time you see that is uh, in that video game uh, where you you play as a commando in the Clone Wars. Uh, they had that as well, which is uh, actually really cool, with, you know, with the Clone Wars coming from the uh, Mandalorian, so... That's awesome, man. Yeah, trust me, the the hidden blade was uh, definitely a nice touch this episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I guess this is a good time for us to discuss before. So basically, let's say this. Mando gets saved. He's very grateful. And you could even see in his in his mannerisms, like, he's just so relieved. Yeah. Not only to be saved, but he's like, finally, I found some freaking. He's, like, you could see him. He's reaching for the child. Like, yeah. he's like, like yes. you saved him, but, yeah, like, give him to me. Like, yeah. you could see, like, he's the well, yeah. that, and, that father mode, father Mando. Well, right. and when they first show up and he they pull him out of the water, like, the first thing, the things he's saying, he isn't saying, oh, Thank I you. need something. Yeah. The child. He's on. Referring There's to some sort of monster, yes. he said. Yes, yeah, he, he says the child, the child. Yeah, and like that, that is his first instinct is to make sure that you know Baby Yoda is safe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think he's like, I mean, he's kind of uh, referring back to like you know he was saved as a child, right? And he's yeah. he's taking this upon himself, like I need to save this child, like I was saved. Yeah. So he's he's kind of taking it a bit further, like mm-hmm. he's very much dedicated to it because it's kind of his own upbringing yep. and his own start. In his whole his whole journey here, I think there's going to be a very interesting storyline with him where he kind of becomes th- those two things come together. Where because I, I I'm not even sure if he knows a hundred percent how much of it is his own fatherly care that's going into this and his feeling of it and how much of it is his feeling of obligation to the foundling. And there's going to be that point. I feel like at that point where potentially when he meets up with it. With uh, the Jedi at a later point where he has to come to this decision of giving up the child to the Jedi and whether he is going to want to or not. Yeah, I was thinking the the exact same thing. You definitely see some some conflicts in here because, you know, every time he refers, you know, to the child with any other person, there's no attachment. But you obviously see an attachment, you know, throughout the series. Yes. He's definitely connected, you know, with the child, but he still refers to it as it or the child or he's on this quest. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I think at some point yes, he's going to run to that like, oh, that that flip that switch. It's like in that it's like in a, in a movie where the guy comes to changes his his in his mind, he's like, "Oh, I'm not just this friend to this girl. I'm in love with this girl." Like that <laughs> kind of like switch where I feel it's going to be a, a similar but a paternal switch that's going to be switching in his right. mind. Yeah, he's like, "I'm not just uh on a quest to get this 
it from the yes. one location to another, I actually care for this child. Yes. And that's a big deal because of the, the character has been established already as the Mandalorian. He's very structured, very uh, stick to the, the code, stick to the, the plan. And then all of a sudden, uh, now it looks like he has feelings involved now. Yeah. And he's uh, dedicated to this child. So, yeah, this is a, a interesting turn that was all revealed in this little scene here. So. Yeah, there's, there's a lot here. You know, I saw a picture on Twitter of Pedro Pascal was actually holding a pillow as he's doing his lines, yep. be- pretending that he's actually holding Baby Yoda. Whoa, so if hey. you want some little background method acting right there for that, you. Yeah, hey, that's right. Yeah, yeah he was, he's committed. He's committed to the role. So um, so he's, he's uh, obviously super relieved that the child and himself are saved. But I think you can also see the relief of, like, man— Finally, some Mandalorians. Yeah, I've been right? searching for these guys for two episodes and, now. <laughs> and before before we get into what happens next, which I think is very telling about his circumstances and the way he was raised. Yes. Um, let's talk a little bit about more a little bit more about Bo Katan. So, especially for myself, if there's any other listeners who aren't like deep dive Star Wars nerds, and they're like. This lady seems like a big deal. Who is she? <laughs> um, why don't you guys talk? spend some time talking about who she is and why it is such a big freaking deal. We've already talked about it, but why it's such a big deal that she's here. Dude, in the Clone Wars series where we first get the rendition of her uh, in animated form, yes. uh, she is such a complete badass, dude. Like, she is yes. insane. And... Uh, she, uh, I mean, she's never out in a battle. Like, I mean, you, she's always, like, the top dog, really. She yeah. is. And uh, she's voiced by Katie Sackhoff in yes. the animated TV show, which now she's gets to play her in live action form because Katie Sackhoff is now playing her, which is incredible. But uh, so she knows the character already. She's already been a deep dive into this character for several seasons through Clone Wars and uh, a couple episodes in Rebels. So... So, yeah, I mean, it's awesome to see her reprise this role and to bring this character to life that she's just voiced for several years, and now she's actually living it out. So yeah. it's, it's really great to see. Yeah, I felt like her story um, through Clone Wars and things kind of showed her as the – she was the best of what Mandalore could could produce at this point. She yeah. was the Absolute quintessential. Best, right? Yeah. She was, just, she was what you would think of when you think of Mandalore because during the Clone Wars and things like that, there was this huge split in the Mandalorian culture uh, between um, trying to be civilized and trying to go to their warrior um, roots. And um, I feel like she was, she took the best of both of those ideas and took, put them together to be the best Mandalorian that you could be. Yep. Um, because I mean, yeah, there were great warriors in them that were still left in the Mandalore culture, but they were very, they, they didn't necessarily believe in much in being a part of the the universe as a whole whereas the there was also the side that had taken a little bit more of the um from the warrior point of view the softer side the more diplomatic side the more peaceful side of the mandalorian i feel like she kind of runs in the middle like she knows she can take the best from both worlds and be better than both of them separately yeah, absolutely. She's definitely, you know, passionate for Mandalore. You know, she cares for Mandalore, you know, and her people. And you could tell that, you know, when she's talking to um, uh, the Mandalorian, you know, she, she said she fought in the Purge. Uh, she definitely has a despise for the Empire. You know, her only quest now is to get the Darksaber so she can unite her people yes. and take back Mandalore. So uh, I, I just can't wait, you know, to see more of her, especially throughout this season, too. My worry here is uh, how much more are we going to get from her? 
So, I mean, I guess we got to get further into the episode. Well, you'll have, yeah. you'll have a filler episode next, and then after that, we'll probably have some other side quests. You probably won't see here till chapter, let me think, uh, 15, maybe? So, <laughs> Five sorry. great dragons I'm later. The, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the half-empty <laughs> yeah. guy over here. Uh, but it was it was pretty significant what happens next, right? Because he is so relieved, our, the, the yes. Mandalorian, like the star of our show. Um, and and right as he's saying like how happy he is to find other Mandalorians, they all three oh. take their masks off. Yeah. Now, did you guys see that? Is that again? Is this from what Shimano just said that this is exactly who she is, right? Like she is going to um, represent both sides of this rift in the Mandalorian community really well but in so doing she's also going to take her mask off so did that shock you guys at all or was that pretty par for the course uh, that's par for the course yeah. In, the, yeah. in the series so i mean yeah she takes her helmet off all the time uh she's yep. very uh prominent and when her helmet is off you she has a distinct look we all know who she looks like yeah the short red hair i mean yeah we we know that um so yeah i mean i d- i expected her to take her helmet off for sure uh but it, i mean obviously the whole show has groomed us to be in this mode where, like, oh, okay, you don't, don't, do don't you dare take that helmet off. Yeah. Uh, and so that's where we are right now. I think it was an incredibly important scene, even though it was relatively short, uh, like that interaction, uh, yeah. because I feel like it was one of the most important plot holes in the Star Wars universe, because anyone who had seen Clone Wars or anything like that um, knew that, you know, Mandalorians just took off their helmets and it was just a thing that happened. You know, it just was it wasn't anything special. Like it wasn't anything in the Mandalorian had built this code that had been built, apparently been built into Mandalorians, you know, for, you know, for as long as he can remember which, you know, who knows, you know, when this was put in and everything like that, but um, that you never removed your helmet in the presence of another person. So uh, definitely, well, definitely brought, it it definitely answered that question in a very real and very um, part of the storyline way, which was very, very well done in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, you know, the whole time when you're watching, you know, especially in the season one, you're you're asking yourself why why can he not remove his helmet? And you know, I'm thinking, you know, during the purge, they lost some sort of you know honor to themselves, and now the helmet is an act of a, an identity, uh, and that's how they go by. But you know, in this episode, you really get to see you know the backstory of why he doesn't remove his helmet. He's you know part of this um, you know zealot uh, cult hybrid, um, where uh, it's, it's back to an ancient way of Mandalore. Yeah. More of an extremist group of yes. Mandalorians. And this yeah. is the alt-right Mandalorian, is that right? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what he said. The only so, so uh, pardon me. Um, so, yeah, so basically, and it, it's his helmet's on, right? So you can't see his face, but you said this off the pod, Justin, yeah. but you could, and his acting is so good, man. With Like, without him speaking sometimes, without being able to see his face, you can just see how talented of an actor yeah. Pedro Pascal is because right away when they take this hel- their helmets off, he is just like stopped in his tracks again because this also happened in episode one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, but he is yep. like, and he even though he just got his behind saved, he just walks up to her and says, "Where did you get that armor?" <laughs> yeah, just calls her out. <laughs> calls her out immediately. Yeah, because the her helmet's removed and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! You're not a Mandalorian. You're not a Mandalorian. Like, where did you get that armor?" And yeah. then she goes on this like little mini speech. Well, well, right before that, the the uh, the dude in the three in the three piece or the three party party, uh, what's his name? Oh my gosh, w- w- Wolves? It's like W. It looked like Wolves. 
Axe. What the heck am yeah. I looking at? There? Well, no, I think it's, Axe uh, Woves. Woves. Yeah. It, so it is yeah. Woves. Okay. Yes. I just mispronounced it. So Woves is like, ah, he's one of them. I'm like, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> and then, then she goes in there. What does she say, Justin? What it's been in her line, her her life. Well, no, for but, generations. But yeah, yeah, but I guess. But about the uh, what Zach was saying earlier, how he's a part of actually a. The night, it's not the Night's Watch. Death Watch. Right? Ch- Children of the Watch. Children okay. of the Watch. Okay. So yep. it's kind of like a Night's Watch. Nope. No. Cross, cross, just, cross, just cross, uh, cross series fourth, here. Fourth yeah. wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the Children of the Watch, who are a extremist, zealous cult, who I guess are just really, I don't know, again, it, it's just this like, uh, what you were saying, Shimano, just like this rift in the Mandalorian community. Yeah, um, in, in Clone Wars, basically, the main planet of Mandalore had become more civilized, and the the moon had become a uh, had become a place where the large warrior um, clans would went. And basically, ch- the Children of the Watch were part of were were based out of would be based out of that um, the moon um, clans that would be there and bas- basically to what happened is you know the you know this huge rift where you know the fall of Mandalore and um, all this things that had come through and the obviously the group that Mando got picked up by was was a part of this. Uh, offshoot group that wanted to get back more towards the um, more towards the um, warrior way that Mandalore used to be a part of. Hmm. Now, there's I feel like there's there's so much depth in this storyline. There really is. Yeah, yeah, we can. I mean, we did we did a we did a deep dive off the pod. Yeah, that if we brought it on the, the pod, you probably yes. would stop listening. The pre pod discussion. Yeah, the pre pod. Yeah. Oh um, man. Yeah. But yeah, yeah let's there's, not do there's that a lot. To, there's a lot to dive into there. Uh, maybe it's its own own pod. I mean, <laughs> maybe so. So, anyways, the Mandalorian's just not having it. And even though his he just got saved, he just bails, <laughs> just yeah. flies off. Yeah, not doesn't say thank you. And he's he's back walking. Which I didn't expect him to leave so soon. Like I expected no, it him just, to. It felt so out of place yeah. because in just two episodes ago, he saw somebody else wearing Mandalorian armor. Who did not save his life? In fact, it was the other way around. He helped him out. So yep. now that his life is saved, he's getting all butt hurt about this, and I just—it just seems so out of place. Yeah, well, in his mind, he's probably thinking like, "Where are all these people getting Mandalorian armor from?" <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> this will be like what his fourth uh, encounter, or the fourth people that he uh, yep. that he encounters that's not that doesn't seem like they're part of Mandalore. Yeah, that's. I guess maybe he's just getting a little fed up with it. Well, and when you think of the first episode, the guy like immediately was like. He, he was at least slightly respectful in the fence. He's like, "Yeah, I'm not a Mandalorian. I'm just wearing yeah, the he armor." Comes out, yeah, he comes out loud now. Whereas in this, it, it's a little she, like, bit justifies a, a little in bit mind. insulting potentially mm. because mm. he's like they they turned into it. They were like, "Yes, we are Mandalorians. Not only are we Mandalorians, you're <laughs> <laughs> okay. I you're guess a part true. of a, yeah. a, a, a you're part of a crazy like a group. cult. Yes, yeah. a cult group. You have been indoctrinated." Yes. <laughs> Please hit restart. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Ha- has he been indoctrinated though? I mean, I'm starting to see things, certain uh, characteristics, yeah. like well, a little extreme there. I guess like, so. Yeah. Yeah. We're, I I feel like there's a lot of undertones written in here about you know about, yeah, about culture, s- about and society. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, about society. So, I think we got a long way to go in the season to get to that. But um, you can see his trust slowly, like he's slowly beginning to trust and trust and. Something that might help is getting your butt saved twice in one day. So he's walking back <laughs> on the deck. Yeah. 
He gets confronted by another squid, Hydra Man, and th- this one's probably from New Mexico or maybe Oklahoma. Nevada. I mean, Nevada. I mean, he's probably also from Texas if the other yeah. one is, since they're yeah. brothers. I don't know, man. They, they, they <laughs> have a lot of brothers. Brother. You killed my brother. So, yeah. uh, he's and, also my uh, uncle. And literally, I mean, it took no time for him to get saved again. Bo, our, our girl Bo, yep, saves the yep. day. She saves the day. Says, Can I at least buy you a drink? Man. It's a little forward, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, a little bit, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so they go and they have a drink. Well, Mando doesn't because he doesn't take his helmet off. Um, and they're explaining. I feel like he could use a straw, though. Yeah, he's got like a straw that comes out of his helmet. <laughs> <laughs> side note, side note, they must get really sweaty in that thing, man. Oh, absolutely. The, dude, the like, scene where he's trekking through the desert carrying everything, oh I'm like, dude, gosh. he's got to yeah. be so sweaty. And you can't like wipe your face. like. Yeah. Uh, so the real question is, is, is there air conditioning in that suit? I'm gonna say yes. Yeah. I mean, I really am. I mean, we've advanced to the point where even mascot uniforms have uh, have uh, little air conditioning <laughs> units in them. So I mean, why not uh, armor? I didn't know that about the mascot uniforms. That's pretty cool. Um, so they're basically telling him uh, they're having dinner with him and having a drink with him, and they get his help for a mission in exchange for helping him to find a Jedi. And I think yes. um, she even says, "Do you? what do you know about the yeah. Jedi? Yeah, he immediately responds, nothing. Nothing. Yeah, yeah nothing. He, does, he's, he is literally, his one goal is he is um, obligated. Yeah. He, he really is obligated to do this in his mind. Yes. Like, this is the mission. This is the way. Like, this has to happen. The foundling, Baby Yoda, has to get back to his people. Yes. And he doesn't know what a Jedi is or what they do or what they look like. In his mind, he might think that they're all little green people. Seriously. Yeah. Legitimately, yeah. yeah. No. That's true. Like, he he might not have any idea that a Jedi could literally be anybody. Yeah. You know? Uh, so they offer to tell him more about the how to find a Jedi if, of course... Another it, mission. Another mission. Again, this yeah. is a video game. All these side missions. Yep. It, it truly would be an it's amazing an R- video game. It's an yeah. RPG. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but then again, it goes. It plays into his character because I mean, he's a he's a bounty hunter slash mercenary yep. for hire. So what better way to advance the storyline and get information than providing a service, which is uh, mercenary for yep. hire or killing uh, dragons? Yeah, yeah. crate dragons and uh, helping frog ladies <laughs> get across the border. Yeah. So essentially, your whole entire life is for hire. That's it. Yep. Yeah, uh, and you know what I'm what I'm kind of curious about, and you know, in this episode, you know, you just see, you know, the Mandalorian get into um, scenario after scenario, you know, where he has to be saved. So is uh, is Baby Yoda making him stronger, or is there, or are we seeing like a vulnerability um, to the season? It's a good shout. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. I feel like the season is pulling back those layers for sure. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, he does get saved twice by them, but he also does provide a significant helping hand in the mission forthcoming. Yes. So, uh, but he's got to drop the child off at daycare. Yeah, which, okay. Yep. All right. <laughs> so imagine your child being like a murderous um, <laughs> serial killer. Yep. And Chucky in the flesh. Yeah, Chucky in the flesh. Okay. And then you go and then leave your child with more potential victims. <laughs> Yes. I was getting some bad vibes when he dropped him I off was. in the and frog so, lady's door. A little bit of a spoiler alert. I'm so glad we did not see him eat another egg. Oh, man. Or we didn't see him like try to eat an egg in front of them. Like It actually looked like he was just having fun watching the little baby frog. <laughs> well, well, my thing was, like I thought the eggs had to fertilize. 
And then, like, you see him, like, just staring at him. And then you see that one hatch of the, you know, the tadpole coming out. So, like. In the time that he was on the yes. ship and they got back yeah. to the drop of the yeah. child off, the fertilization what, yeah. happened. Yeah, they were yeah. like, we've been away too long. We're getting it done tonight. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't wait. They didn't wait, trust me. They went straight from the docks to the room, fertilized those eggs. and then Who boom. knows if they even waited that long? Yeah. <laughs> it's a real deal, man. <laughs> hey, man, when, when you're in the Star Wars universe, you never know when your, your day is going to be your last day. You know what I'm yep. saying? Yeah. So, uh, anyways, help me explain again. I can't, and I, I watched it. I can't remember everything that she said about the mission they're going on, but basically she mentioned that Trask has become like a black market location for buying and selling goods that were like the plunder of the Great Purge, right? So um, the Empire, well, excuse me, not the Empire, but parts... Post-Empire. Post-Empire groups that still have a lot of power and and apparently equipment and everything else, they're like loading up this massive cargo ship uh, with, with weapons, with weapons, and other other items that that uh, is revealed later that Bo-Katan is actually looking for. Right, so. yep. right. But yeah, tons of guns, tons of weapons. But it's funny when they're like talking about the mission. They said, uh, "Yeah, there's a whole squadron of uh, of stormtroopers, but they yeah. couldn't hit the the backside of a bantha." Like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so great, dude. The fact that the entire universe is in on it's the fact that stormtroopers suck, suck at shooting. Yes, yes, yep. And they did on this uh, ship as well. I mean. <laughs> It meant nothing that there were stormtroopers. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're we're skipping ahead a little bit just for the sake of time. But basically, this whole scene, this whole sequence was amazing. A lot of great action. Anything you guys want to say, I guess, uh, yeah, I about sh- the, the hallway? Out the, yeah, shout out the captain, first off, uh, who uh, which <laughs> I think he's just known as the captain, right? But uh, the one who's played by uh, the, the Bosch actor. Um, he's a really good actor. Yeah, he definitely is. feels Titus like, Welliver. Yes, he definitely feels he like great. he's a, a an Empire general or, yes. or somebody. He's got that look to him. I love the, his interaction on the comms when he's talking to them. But uh, you mentioned hallway scenes, man. They're they're going through hallways on this uh, cargo ship, and Shimato and I are suckers for car- uh, hallway I scenes, see. and yes. so we get some good ones here. Uh, that and so when they close the doors, yes, and they're set up. Oh my gosh! Beginning of New Hope. Oh, hey, okay. Like, but, like, in reverse. Yeah. You know, they're just, like, waiting as this, like, enemy that they are just terrified of is just on the other side, and they're waiting, you know, just waiting for them to to pounce. So, so really you what know? you're saying is karma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> so, like, the captain's talking to them on the comms, and you could hear, like, different, like, stormtroopers reporting in, saying, there's, there's like, ten of them. Wait, no. No, it's just Mandalorians. Yeah, breaking <laughs> up. It's like they're just they're so petrified <laughs> yeah. of these Mandalorians. Yeah, so. yeah. reminding me of like a like the classic action movie where like you know there is that that person and like all of a sudden like they're just going dead and they're just like the fear is building as you're going. Which, yeah. like shout out to the the two pilots uh, who are flying the ship because the the amount of fear that they oh protruded gosh, in their was, acting was yeah. insane. Yeah, yes. they were definitely scared yeah. too. The, the best part of all of this, though, is when the captain's talking to another one of his sergeants, maybe, or something, and he says, we got them trapped. And he says, where do you have them trapped? In the cargo bay control room or something. And then he just says, where? Where? Wait, and then you where? see it go back to the other dude, which even prior to that, he was like, we're going to hold this line. And then they saw the Mandalorians. He's like, close the doors. Yep, 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 close the doors. Close the doors. doors. He was all of them. All of them. He was, he was great. In yeah. just the like three minutes we got of him. Yeah. But then you just see, he said, 
where? And you just see him. He's about to answer again. He's starting to realize, oh, shoot. And then just it, the cargo bay just yeah, opens they up. They all fly right on out, man. <laughs> Gosh, they made a mistake. Yep. Yeah. All of this was good, man. So, again, we're skipping around, but there's so much happening. They get the they get possession of the cargo bay. They've got the guns. Bo-Katan reveals that they're actually going to take the ship. Mando's like, what? He didn't, like, this I wasn't sign up for this. Yeah, yep. no, it's not part of the and deal. Again, You're altering is... the terms of the agreement. So. And she said, this is the way. And I thought, whoa. That's real, like that's kind of insulting, right? I thought it was the really insulting it, the way she said and it, and I yeah. thought he was going to be like, "Well, screw you, yeah, like, I'm you know, out of here." Jetpack off, <laughs> jetpack off. Yeah, <laughs> He's done right. it before. Yeah, why not again? He is not afraid to fly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I think she said again, "Help us take this ship." And, you know, same thing. I'll right. help you get to the Jedi. So they're making their way to uh, the cockpit. Yep, and he is actually uh, the captain is um, talking to a hologram of Moff Gideon. Yeah. Yep. So okay. we finally get we some get Moff. Some. Anything revealed to you guys in their conversation? Anything significant here? Well, I just want to point out that how uh, menacing and villainous that uh, Giancarlo Esposito is. Yeah. Uh, even, even a hologram. hologram yes. Yeah, even a hologram form, he is a freaking amazing bad villain, you, for sure. You know what to do. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. Did you guys get any, like, Hydra Nazi vibes? Yes. 100%. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It is, it is oh, yeah. literally in my notes. <laughs> yeah, I just put Hail Hydra. That's I swear it. to you, it's, it's in there. So, yeah. especially when he, you know, he bites the... I don't know. What, it's, it's like, like a like space cyanide. Pill. Yeah, That's yeah. What it is. <laughs> Star Wars version, man. Yeah. So, which looked fantastic, by the way. He like great. bites on it and is electrocutes his whole entire body. What yeah. is this? What is the phrase they they said to each other? Long live the Empire, or something like that. What did they say? Hail Hydra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think actually you're right. I think it was Hail Hydra. Yeah. yeah. Which just sounds about right. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. Um, but was that it? Was I it? I believe it was. Yeah, it was long, long live, live the empire. empire. Long yeah. live the empire. And then he shoots the two pilots. Dude, yep. Starts to crash the 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 cargo plane. Uh huh. And uh, just then the Mandalorians come in, take S- back control, and save the save, save the yeah. ship. Oh yeah. But okay, so right before the scene happens, they, to get to the cockpit, there's like ten. Oh yeah. Ten yeah, stormtroopers yeah. who are guarding the door. Well, they said six. They well, they said. Four six to, to ten. I like six to, to ten. Six right. to ten. So six eight. to ten. Yeah. But two of them with uh, what kind of blasters? Uh, heavy, heavy blasters. Uh, uh, rapid, uh, fire. rapid fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, they're counting down the uh, what is it? The altitude that they're dropping because yeah. they're going so fast. And then yeah. they're all looking. We got to do something. And then ten thousand. Yeah, nine thousand. Yeah. And then Mando's like, "Cover me!" And he yeah. lights his grenades up, and he goes running, and he's getting shot up with that Beskar, getting it, hit every angle possible, and you can hear the. Pew, pew, and like like just bouncing off of him, and they finally he falls to his knees, and he throws the grenades and blows up the area. But that goes back to a reference earlier. Beskar's is freaking insane, man. Yeah, it's a it's great for protection, uh, but obviously it's worth a lot. So uh, I'm, crazy. I'm telling you, and you guys would know this. Maybe I'm wrong. I feel like I listened to another podcast like a, a year ago or so. And they were talking about Beskar actually being able, supposedly, to sustain damage from a lightsaber. Yes. Is that yep. true? Yes. So, to yeah. what degree is that true? Um, Depends on the plot of the story that you are watching. <laughs> <laughs> if you want the 100% truth. Okay, that's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so kind of yes, kind of no. I mean, sure. what, yeah, I guess, it's, sure, definite, yeah. It's, it's definitely somewhat resistant. It's like vibranium's never going to break unless Thanos throws his like big knife at it, right? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, 
So just con- I mean, just when it's convenient. I guess it's no adamantium. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So it's it's strong. We'll it's we'll strong. put it that way. It's yeah, very that was strong. a great that was a great little scene. Yeah, it was. It was enjoyable. And uh, Mando saves the day, which I want to go ahead and point this out real quick, real quick. Um, before that hallway scene where he risks himself by getting shot up. I felt like he was moving a little more sluggish than the other Mandalorians, than Bo-Katan. I thought he was uh, moving a little bit like clunkier, a little bit. And they were more finesse and streamlined. Does anyone else get that vibe? Yeah, I got that same exact vibe. You know, his armor definitely looks like more clunkier than theirs. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's both Beskar, but his his definitely looks like more more heavy duty than theirs for sure. Yeah, but his Beskar was purged from the. The fires of the battle. What did what did he say in season one? The, uh... the, the I don't know. The forge, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it might just be one of those things where it's like his, his is, is more. Well, his is newer, but his is maybe more made for heavy combat, and theirs is ma- more made for. Yeah, they're mobility. pretty agile. They're pretty agile. They are very yeah. agile. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought that was interesting. But uh, he saves the day. They pull. They straighten the ship out. He turns the keys over to Bo-Katan, and. Uh, she, she's trying to kill the cat. Well, not kill the captain, but get some information on the, the dark, dark saber. saber. So yes. let's talk about that. You you mentioned it, Zach, and you were talking about it a lot off the pods. So let's talk about the dark saber. Why is she so just focused on getting the dark saber? So basically, the way that I see the dark saber is the dark saber is like King Arthur's sword, in the sense that when you when you possess it, just as like King Arthur became the king of it. King of England, when he took it out, when you possess the dark saber, you are automatically put in a position to, to, um, to take the throne of Mandalore. It yeah. is the it is it is almost your it is your right to um to Mandalore, and it, is, it was used in in Star Wars Rebels by Sabine Wren, mm-hmm. um, to help rally Mandalore around her, um, in the fight against the Empire. Um, but it, it is so. I believe that that is why Bo-Katan wants it is so that she can use it to do this very same thing to rally what is left of Mandalore to rebuild Mandalore into its former greatness. Yeah, and, and it's not necessarily that you have to have it. You better know how to use it as well. True. Uh, you know, in, in in that series, you know, Rebels, you know, Sabine Wren, she had to go through you know various training on uh, with um, I forget the Jedi's name, but uh, basically know how to use the saber. Um, so, you know, my question is, is are you, are we going to get some saber battles, you know, in the season? Uh, mm. I definitely hope so. So, I, okay, so, uh, Zach, you played uh, Fallen Order too, right? Like, the, yep. that's that's canon. That's canon of the Star Wars universe. Yep. There was dark sabers in there as well, right? Like, the, the main chick had a dark saber, right? She did. Yep, okay, she so, did. I mean, obviously, there's multiple dark sabers that were out there, but the, I guess what we're referring to here is... The dark saber that Moff Gideon has, uh, yes. and this is the one that they are aware of, obviously. And so, I mean, that one was probably lost in the video game franchise or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, the power that the dark saber wields is uh, Bo-Katan believes can bring either unity or is strong enough to unite her people, and yes. that this is the one that we need to get. And obviously, this cargo ship was linked to Moff Gideon, be it, or because. That's the only reason why she knew where to go or to get it because yeah. uh, she thought it was on there, didn't she? Not th- she believed it was on the cargo container, and she's like, "Where is it? Where is it?" And she and he didn't have it there. Yeah, does he have it? Does and he have? Yeah. The captain said, "If you have to ask, you already know." Yeah, exactly. Another that's great a, line. Yeah, great right? line for sure. He did great. 
Um, so yeah, so now th- this looks like her mission now, and she needs to get this uh, to wield the power to gain the power. Yes. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a, kind of like a dual thing where it is a very powerful weapon, but it is lar- it is also largely the symbolism of what the weapon is. It, it, it's the symbolic nature of it, of you having the power of Mandalore. It was created um, by a Mandalorian who also joined the Jedi Order, I believe. Um, and he, th- th- it was basically like his lightsaber, basically, is what the Darksaber was. Um, so it's it has a connection to both of those worlds. Um, and uh, yeah, so it definitely has a lot of ties to the Mandalorian people. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that seems to be the focus for her, but it's not the focus for the Mandalorian, for our hero, right? Nope. He he gets out of the chair, and he's, like, gone. He's, like, walking out of the, the room. He doesn't care about any. He, I don't know if he heard any of that. He doesn't he, care. He, he doesn't makes care sure that, he gets the info, though. He doesn't care that the captain just killed himself. Like, he doesn't care about nothing. Yeah. Right? He's just walking out. And she gives it. She does give him the info to find a Jedi. She goes. Ah, yeah. She says, "What are you getting all excited about over there?" Sean? We got a uh, Ahsoka Tana. Yeah. yeah. So and not and so and she she mentions where to go the location. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On a on a moon by this planet or whatever. Right. right. And uh, wow, man. What, she, what? Just, she just drops it on yeah, you. Yeah, she just like she just says it like carelessly. Like, drops the name, no big deal. Obviously, all the Star Wars nerds out there are geeking out. They're like, yes. "Oh my goodness, yeah, here we go. Let's go, Mando. You're gonna meet up with with uh, Ahsoka, and you're gonna get uh, lightsaber stuff, and you're gonna get this and that." Yep. And then we get back to reality that I don't think she has her lightsabers, does she? I'm pretty sure the I, way. I don't know if she does or not, but I think we all know that she's no Jedi. Right, uh, in this series. So, yeah. like, what's what's the fate of you know the child here? Mm. Yeah, he's gonna get to her and be like, "Hey, here, she's he's a part of your race or your your, your people." People, uh, I'm not a Jedi. Well, then why the heck would uh, Bo-Katan lead me this way? Like, uh, yep. And it's then, another uh, dead end for him, but but yet it's gonna be an opening door for us as viewers yeah. because we're unlocked to what she's going to bring to the show. Well, mm-hmm. well, let's do this. Last few minutes here before we close shop. What sort of speculation do you guys have for what's next? Well, we're not going to get her anytime soon. I think it's going to be like at least two episodes. Yeah. F- filler episodes yeah. next. One more filler episode. Maybe then I think we get a Boba Fett episode. I think instead of spiders, maybe bats. We'll get bats right. this episode. Yeah. So he Blind says spiders. bats. What sort, of, what sort of problems is he going to run into? I'm going to say you guys some think? sort of like a sea snake. Oh, okay. sea snake. Okay, okay. I'm, yeah. Uh, I definitely see some of those Sith troopers, uh, you know, okay. in the future. Maybe, maybe some left over. So I'm going to say some form of racing is going to be the focus of the oh, next yeah. episode. Oh. So, we got, so we got racing. We got Sith troopers. You said. Mm-hmm. Yep. What did you say? Uh, bats, bats, mm-hmm. and Shimada. Something flying creatures. Some stuff is sea creatures. serpent. Sea serpent. Yeah. Okay, so we got we got four yeah. very type different thing. types yeah. of. I do like the racing idea, though. I think yeah. that'd be pretty, definitely not with the racing. To, get, crest, to get a new ship, though, right? Yeah. Go Fast and Furious on them, right? You got to get a new ship. <laughs> Dude, I was I was just Dude, about to be matter. like, are they going to be taking down some uh, DVD players? <laughs> Maybe Vin Diesel's going to show up. I don't <laughs> know. Yo, they're going to race for pink slips, too. That's right. yep. in space. All right. Yes. So, what, what do you guys think, though, for real, though? Speculation for this main storyline with. Bo-Katan and, and the Darksaber and or talking about the child's future, Baby Yoda's future. What do you guys think okay. next? Um, I do have an idea of a conversation potentially between Ahsoka Tano and, and the Mandalorian at some okay. point where basically after they've had the conversation about, you know, basically her saying she's not a, not a Jedi and, it, you know, basically him getting on to her about that and he's like, 
she drops a line something like, I'm just as much of a Jedi as you are a true Mandalorian. Ooh. Okay. Okay. All right. So I can definitely see. So first of all, Boba Fett is probably the most badass uh, mercenary out there. We can all agree with that. I can definitely see a showdown between him and the Mandalorian. Either Boba Fett has a contract to get the child back, and it's him versus the Mandalorian who's going to win. Hmm. Interesting. Bringing that in there. Wow. That'd be cool. So I did a deep dive on uh, Reddit earlier today, and uh, somebody was dropping the theory that. How, how long did that take you to get out of? Uh, Sometimes you're sitting there, and like, gosh, forty minutes have gone by. <laughs> uh, it, honestly, it wasn't actually uh, actual hour. So, yeah. um, but uh, somebody dropped the line with like they had a theory uh, that that was the only scene we're going to get Boba Fett in. Like it was, no. it was just a nod. It was just, just a, nod a nod to confirm that he is alive. No. That's it. All right, I'm out. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. He might not be involved again until they go back to the Tatooine. very last episode, probably. Right? Yeah, yes. probably. Yeah. But uh, but think about that, man. What if that was just the only all we get? That's all we get. I mean, that would be that would be ridiculous. I mean, you I go through all that work. Yeah, I mean, I could see him maybe showing up towards the end of episode seven, and then him helping them in episode eight and whatever the climax is, um, or you know, fighting against them, and maybe there's something he ends up, uh, you know, eventually on the side of yeah. good. Or I don't know. Maybe he's a mercenary. You never know what's what, going to happen. What if this season ends with with Boba Fett actually taking the child, and Mando is. Standing Ooh. there with no child, not and ha- sure what and to now do. Now he has to get the no, child back, and nobody to save him. Yeah. Ooh, man. He's, <laughs> nobody to save. <laughs> he's like looking. Her, where, wait, where, where's Frog where Lady? Is, <laughs> where's Frog Lady? Where's the X-wing pilots? Yeah. Where's uh? That would be pretty crazy. The Mandos. Yeah. It ends with them being split apart. Yeah. Oh, or uh, probably. Honestly, that's a knife like, to the heart, man. Like Boba Fett fighting the Mandalorian, and he's just like. Like oh, like a, a master um, apprentice situation where he's just like beating on him, and they're like he's going talking about being what being a real Mandalorian is about, and he's just like tearing down like like he's like knocking off his armor as he's going. Does he also drop the line? Does he also drop the line? I have the high ground. No. <laughs> no. How, how, how cool yeah. would it be, guys, if if Boba Fett somehow gets his armor and actually puts it back on though? Mm. What, what would you guys do if you see that? Will you cry? Anybody yeah. gonna hear gonna cry? You have to bow down to the true Mandalorian. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's gonna boil down. The original, to. the original yeah. OG. Yep. Wow. Well, good. All right. Any parting words before we get out of here? Because we've been going for a while. I will say on a thirty-five minute episode, this needs to be the last thirty-five minute episode because I don't think any Mandalorian episode should be shorter than forty-five minutes. Yeah. This was just. Yeah. It was. I feel like it was compact and everything was like very streamlined, but it was all so good. You could have made it longer if it would have yeah. been like maybe like ten minutes longer. I feel like we could have flushed yeah. out some more Bo-Katan and some conversation, maybe relating back to Clone Wars, or, and maybe yeah, or more freaking time on the boat, man. Uh, <laughs> it was so short. <laughs> yeah, the boat didn't last too long, no, did it? No, no. and Not it clearly all. was blown up. Clearly, you could see that. <laughs> Gosh. But uh, I mean, yeah, the, the extra ten minutes could have been great for storytelling. Could have been great for character yeah. development. We could have got so much more out of that. But uh, the the short episode, I'm not a fan of. But I get it. I get why they did it. This episode yep. was very high quality. Visual effects were very up there, uh, especially getting the three Mandalorians uh, on jetpacks, uh, the water boat, everything going on there. We want more of the uh, boat. But yeah, um, just before we close out, the small nod at the end when he gets his ship back uh and he's like i gave you 1000 credits and this is all you could do like <laughs> and there's 
his his uh, razor crest now looks like a boat. Like it literally has fishnets on the walls. Yeah, and, yeah, dude, awesome. I love it, man. What about that second jetpack kill with the stormtrooper? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. She just grabs the stormtrooper, flies up, and you know what's next. Oh yeah, yeah. She's gonna drop him. I immediately thought I was like. God, that is such a terrible thing to do to a person. Oh my god! Like, yeah, <laughs> helpless, right? Yeah, it just drop, and you're just like, hey, but in war, you don't think about that, no. brother. <laughs> Gosh, man, that's brutal. Great episode. I, good, I very feel good. Like yes, episodes to come will be just as amazing. Uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. I really am. Yep. So, good, good word, boys. We should shut this down because we've been going for almost an hour now. Uh, so, let me say this once again. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter. At Royal Geek Pod, and please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. If you're on Apple or wherever you're listening, if they allow you to leave reviews, please leave a review for us. A five star review would be preferable. Uh, so, all, with all that in mind, for my very good friends Sandy and Shimato, and of course, our special guest, Zach Markham, a.k.a. Apple Zacks. This is T-Roll saying thank you once again for listening to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants. 